Welcome to Tech Ed Tech, a podcast about educational technology and project-based learning in the classroom. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. We are here this week to talk about technology versus engineering. So let's get to it. So in today's show, we're talking about technology versus engineering. This is a topic that comes up in our class all the time. We, as STEM teachers, our class is called STEM, S-T-E-M, Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math, a buzzword I'm sure most of you have heard. Technology and engineering, the difference between the two, calling kids engineers, what technology actually is, those are things that we hear about and and we discuss with kids a lot because, frankly, a lot of times, People don't know what those things are. Yeah, I'm not sure how many people other than us care, but we do care. I think it might help if people know how we got into the STEM field. We're not science teachers or math teachers. We both have a degree in technology education. We both went to uh, TCNJ and we got degrees in technology education. I'm actually uh, certified in both technology education and and industrial arts, which kind of gives you an idea of where we're coming from or where technology is the way we were taught, at least in college, where that word evolved from. Which is funny because I didn't graduate that much after you, but I have a degree in technology education, not in, mine doesn't say industrial arts, even though I had a lot of similar classes, but mine actually, my degree in my classes actually had a little bit more of an engineering kind of feel and inspiration to them. I think they're kind of, starting to move in that direction with the program as I was going through. Yeah, I, I could say I have very little background in actual engineering. My, I'm a much more practical standpoint from my education and just who I am. I am not an engineer, as I sometimes have to remind the kids. <laughs> Neither am I. Neither of us are actual engineers. But, um, you know, we do talk a lot about it. We spend a lot of time learning about it, reading about it. And while we are not experts or actual engineers, we feel that we are qualified enough to be able to discuss it. I figure the best place to start is by defining and looking at what the actual definition of technology and engineering is. So I actually looked at a few different sources. Merriam-Webster Dictionary, classic. I'm pretty excited for this. Defines technology as the practical application of knowledge, especially in a particular area. And it actually links to the definition of engineering and its second definition of the word, which is the design and manufacture of complex products. So I thought that was interesting. Okay. okay. I, I, I like that definition. I have no problem with that definition, Marion Webster. Yeah, no, that sounds pretty good. I also... Went to dictionary.com. One of my favorites. They define technology as a noun, as a branch of knowledge that deals with the creation and use of technical means and their interrelation with life, society, and the environment, drawing upon such subjects as industrial arts, engineering, applied science, and pure science which I'm not really sure what pure science is. but Probably something I can't even understand. I think, I think the writer of Dictionary.com might have used to work for the New Jersey State Department of Education. Those almost yeah. sounds like a standard. Yeah, there's a lot of science in there, which is a whole other topic of the difference between us and science. The second part of that definition is the application of knowledge for practical ends, 
which is very similar to the definition we actually use with kids in our class. Uh, it's good to know I've been teaching kids the right thing af after all these years. Yeah, good thing. Probably should have checked earlier. but If you want to look at the engineering de definition okay. for dictionary.com, it's the art or science of making practical application of the knowledge of pure sciences, just pure sciences again, such as physics or chemistry. So there we go. That answered my question from before. As in the construction of engines, bridges, buildings, mines, ships, and chemical plants. Those are some very, very specific engineering applications. <laughs> very specific. Was that, was that written by someone from the Victorian age of England? Yeah, it sounds like it. All those, all those mining engineers. One thing that kind of strikes me as interesting is how close these definitions are. I knew it was going to be a little bit close, but seeing as how they're related, almost like word for, not necessarily word for word, but there's a lot of sharing of common language between these definitions. Okay, good. I'm glad I didn't miss something because when you read those definitions, I was like, that's the same thing. Yeah. We've always taught the kids that technology and engineering are different things. And there's always been a fine line between that. So I've always explained it as technology is creating up to a prototype where it's not something you're not making something for mass consumption. You're not making necessarily a fully finished and fledged out project uh, product. And engineering is the refinement of that product, making it safe and effective for public consumption. Okay. I don't know if you have a slightly different take on that. Okay. Yeah, well, that's actually interesting. We always have had slightly different definitions of engineering. We've always agreed on what technology was when we teach, but we've always kind of been talking about engineering in a little bit different ways. You know, I explain it to the kids that engineering and technology are very similar. They're both building practical things to solve problems engineering is the profession of doing that where anyone can create things to solve problems and we call that technology you do not have to be an engineer to create something in order to solve a problem but this is where i get tongue-tied every time i talk about this what do you mean by the profession i i, I could explain it with examples but i have a hard time putting a definition on it you know i i use a bunch of examples but one i used in the classroom today is if I need to solve a problem of there being too many shovels and lawnmowers and rakes in my yard, I could build a shed. I don't need to be an engineer to do that. I might have to look something up. I might have to learn how to build a shed, but I could build a shed to solve that problem and that's technology. But I can't just randomly decide to build a school that I'm gonna put the public in without having that checked by an engineer because it could fall down and kill somebody. Which is funny because depending on where you live, you may need to get an engineer to sign off on your shed as well. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. That's true. I think when it, when it comes to public consumption, that's kind of like the line that I've always drawn, like for mass public consumption. Although that doesn't always work for a definition. Mm -hmm. So I've always explained engineering as like the application of technology. When you're taking solutions that designers come up with, which that's actually the first time we use that word designer. I did actually take a second and look that up as well. Thank God. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm on this. Doing my homework. Designer, also a noun, in case you're curious. Person who plans the form, look, or workings of something before it's being made or built, typically by drawing it in detail. That's a 
dictionary.com. Okay. That was one definition of designer. Merriam-Webster, once again, coming up strong. Their definition, which I think is much more accurate of a designer, one who creates and often executes plans for a project or structure, which I think is a much better definition, but at the same time, if you're executing a plan for a structure, what's the difference between you and an architect or civil engineer? Right. Well, I mean, I, I believe, you know, a designer could be an architect. I mean, a designer, I feel, is a more all-encompassing word that includes a person's role versus their exact profession. So you could have a technical designer like an architect or, you know, even a structural engineer or a non-technical designer. I, I, I feel like that that's an okay definition for me. Okay. So I have another question. Can kids be engineers? No. Fair. So why can't kids be engineers, Dan? Because they're not engineering. So this is, well, I tell the kids they're not engineers because they didn't go to college and graduate and pass their boards and apply to be an engineer in the state that they would like to practice in. But that's a bit of a glib answer. More realistically, engineering something isn't the same as designing something. So I guess this gets back to your definition of designer. You, you take a shot at it. I'm pretty firm on no, but why not, Mike? I've always kind of leaned towards no, and I've given the same kind of answer. You need a college degree. You need a license to be licensed to work in the state that you work in. I think the word engineering is used very liberally for our, all our waste management engineers out there. You know, there's kids are called engineers, they're engineering, because I think that's the easiest way for the public to consume and understand what they're doing. Because technology, I think, is a terrible word for what we're doing, even though in uh, jolly old England, they have their whole design and technology and people have a full grasp of what that program is and what that situation is. And over here, technology just means something different. Which is why I think when we look at those definitions, engineering and technology are blending almost into an inseparable thing. I don't know that that's wrong because it's kind of a cultural difference. And I've always pushed back against technology and engineering and kids are engineers. You know, deep down inside, I don't think that kids can be engineers, but I think calling what they're doing engineering and pretending it's kind of like... Uh, you know kids are playing baseball they're like a little it's like calling them like oh oh, they're little athletes or little pro athletes like yeah Uh uh-huh yeah if i was to walk up to a random person on the street i really wanted to explain to them what i taught in school middle school engineering would be one of the closest would be probably the easiest way to get that across to somebody it depends how much of a conversation i want to actually have but that's actually what i'll say is I'll say, I'll say I teach engineering. Do you? If I don't really want to have an in-depth conversation and have this whole conversation that we're having. Okay. Or else I'm going to have to start carrying Merriam-Webster's dictionary on me. I mean, it can't hurt. You might want to do that as a precaution. One pocket Merriam-Webster's dictionary, the other pocket the Constitution. That's what I do at all times. That's for my other podcast, Everyday Carry. Let's get back to this. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, that's what I'll actually do is just because if I don't want to have the discussion, because every time you tell somebody you're a teacher, they go, oh, what do you teach? It's the instant follow-up. I have to admit, so we, we've, as we already said, we both graduated tech ed degrees. And when we first were teaching, we called this technology class. And I was a little bit 
not happy about it changing to STEM class, which is now what we call it. But I have to admit, it's easier to communicate to what we do, calling it STEM class versus technology class. Yeah, I just have a hard time saying I'm a STEM teacher. That's still deep down inside. Not really my favorite thing because STEM has become one of those buzzwords that just means everything and nothing all at once. And that's something we'll actually talk about next episode. The, the reason I'm almost hesitant to call it engineering as well is because I think being an engineer is so different than all of the making and building and designing that we have kids doing. Because being an actual engineer, from my understanding, is a lot of math, a lot of calculations, a lot of time spent in an office. And, you know, you're not actually f- usually the f- person who's physically building something. You can be, but I think that's more of an exception than a rule. And we've had many engineers come in and talk to our kids and kind of explain what they do. And no offense to all the people who have, but it's always a little bit boring because they just talk about, like, these are the formulas we use. This is the calculations we do. This is a bridge that, you know, these are the charts that we use to design this bridge. These are the mixes for this chemistry. And these are how we program the computers that mix these things together. It's not actually designing boats or cars or making things that are moving as much as one would believe. I mean, this gets to the classic question we get asked a lot is, how can I make my kid an engineer? Which I don't know why a middle school teacher would have that secret formula, but I always have to tell the parents math. It seems to be that seems to be the one unifying skill that all engineers have. High-end analytical math is not what we're teaching, or even low-end analytical math. We have a hard enough time getting through ratios and fractions here in middle school STEM class. It's a little bit of giving students an appreciation for what engineering is. I, I tell the students I'm going, to, I'm going to teach them a little bit about what engineering is, not how to be an engineer. But, I mean, I hope that we are at least getting some students off into a love of technology, engineering, and design. So those who want to become professional engineers at least are motivated. It's, it is tricky to, I mean, I guess we're kind of agreeing we could just take one of the letters out of STEM. Do we want to teach SEM? It's more easy to pronounce than STM because, I mean, this is a lot of conversation about something that most people are not going to think a whole lot about. I think it's good just to expose kids to the idea of engineering and design because sometimes we do talk about and discuss actual engineering topics. Um, we teach kids what engineers are. So I think that's valuable just for the exposure. But also we cover a lot of things like we're teaching them skills that will maybe transfer to a trade. Like we have kids doing woodworking. You know, it's just keep them informed about the world around us and expose them to as many different things. Because honestly, our field I think has always been a little bit, are we teaching them trades? And I think that's what like kind of industrial arts a little bit was original industrial arts was to teach kids trades which there's nothing wrong with that but you know it's the same thing as saying that this is also teaching engineering you know i don't think either one of those is accurate because really it does come down to design and creating things and wherever that could lead to engineering it could lead to trade it could lead somewhere completely different maybe we should bring up if we haven't talked about it much yet is 
what we actually teach in our class. So we're talking a lot about the difference between technology and engineering. But I think if you actually wanted to say what the unifying theme of our class is, it's design. It's designing, using our skills to design solutions to problems. And I think that's what makes our class and classes like this so valuable is that problem-solving ability, teaching them to work through a problem and come up with a solution, whether that solution is right, wrong, or otherwise, somewhere in the middle, is the most valuable skill. And honestly, that's a skill that helps everywhere, no matter what you do. And I think that's really the key thing to take out of our classes and technology classes and STEM classes and engineering classes and design classes is there needs to be some sort of problem-solving, unifying theme there. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, if, if we could make the kids a little bit better at solving practical problems using, as we say, the st their STEM skills, but just solving practical problems in general using design and STEM skills, that will help them in, in a lot of actual fields as they get older. Because in the end, all of these academic courses, when these kids get into the workforce, will have practical applications. And that's what I think we do in our class. Um, I'm proud that we do that. We teach them to solve practical problems. I mean, they're contrived, they're middle school problems, but they are practical problems. Yeah, and it's always sort of based in real world-esque problems. But I, I just see it's engineering, it seems to be absorbing technology or technology as we've always understood or appreciated it. You know, even if you look at the National Professional Organization for our field, ITEA, when we were in college, it used to be ITEA. It was the International Technology Education Association. Uh, that was originally, and now it's actually the International Technology and Engineering Association. So they not only added engineering to the title, but I actually looked through some of the standards and what we knew as the design process, which is that problem-solving template that is core to our, all of our classes, is now called the engineering design process. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought that was interesting. So I think regardless of whether we feel technology or engineering are different I think we're fighting an uphill battle here, and I think it may already have been sorted out by society around us. Well, maybe we could end on, on this, this way. If you could name our class anything you wanted, what would you name it? Off the top of my head, the first thing I want to go is I want to go the British method. I want to go design and technology. I wouldn't hate if it was called engineering design or design and engineering, I don't think that would be inappropriate. But I think just calling it engineering still doesn't sit right with me because I think it takes away from a lot and kind of misleads to what engineering is or what we do, whichever yeah. side you take. Okay. I I agree. I think, as you mentioned earlier, and I, I never really thought about it until you said it, but I, I kind of agree with you, sort of the cultural meanings of the words. Just a little twist on as you say, they call it design technology in England. I think design and engineering would be a good name for our class. I actually think, and just in terms of when a parent walks into my class, they still don't have a great idea of what's going to happen, but they have a little bit better idea than they used to. So 
that might be a step in the right direction. That's true. When our class was called technology, they used to walk in and ask where the computers were. So at least we don't have that. So that's something. Ended on that high note. That's all we have for this week. Thanks for listening. For more info about the show, including contact info and links to our social media, check out our website, teched.technology. Today's show was created and produced by me, Mike Lasher, and Dan DeLuca. We'll see you in two weeks for our next episode on STEM versus STEAM.